Good afternoon. It's Mikey B and the Funky Bunch. I got uh, DJ Trev here and Big Fridge Fish Chaz. Bigfoot Fridge. What? You know what I said, right? Yeah. What I said? Big Fridge Fish Chaz. Yeah. You want to know did why? Did you from too? No. Oh. At least I don't think I did. Because I catch tanks, Mike. Yo, we got to go after that Sony. We got to try and go after that Sony record. I, I I promise you in that radiated quarry that we fished in. And so, Trav, you weren't there that day. Pictures. D- like, dude, the these were the were biggest you? fucking sunnies I ever seen. Like, they were like that big. Ryan caught a massive one. Yeah, Ryan did catch big. And, and like, it's funny because Ryan doesn't like to catch sunnies, but now he does because he caught, he knows that they can get really big. Yeah, that's the only reason why he likes to catch them now. He he was swearing that there was a pike, and I kept looking at Mike. I'm like, dude, there's there's no pike in here. We're not that far up yet. Dude, it's like and a radi it's a radiated quarry dude, there, pond. There was a big bass. It holds dude. bass because like my dad literally Trev just the shallow part, like right on the edge, was six foot. My dad says they go so deep, they go so deep to get coal that the, eventually they strike water and it just floods. And he goes, literally, if you dive down there, you'll see, like, cranes and stuff because it, it floods so fast they can't get them out. Yep. He goes, they go so deep. He goes, I, I guarantee you that's every bit of, like, I know, they go depth. real deep. They probably got some monster catfish in there. They they probably got, like, I'm telling you, there's probably 12-pounders in there. If you and Real deep. It says, it doesn't say anything about boating, and it's got a lot of grass and stuff. Like, it, it's literally... The oh, best spot. It's, it's it sounds deep. like the best spot to go fishing. They got, they got, they have grass. They have sticks as structure. Like they have everything there, and then they have just depth water. Like on the on the bank, I was using my crankbait that dives six foot deep, and I wasn't really snagging anything. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Other than that, it's a uh, Monday the twenty fourth. Um, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. I woke up. Uh, I've had the shits. Fam! Yeah, and I was Same, trying to like, look back on what I ate. The only thing I ate was that fucking pizza. Same! Yeah. So, I think the pizza gave me the shits, like, really bad. I woke up twice in the middle of the night. Big Fridge has the worst bowels. If if you don't know who he is, trust me, he could be on his own, like, shit website. He shits like a goddamn horse. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, we're all do- we're doing good? Yep. Yes, sir. Is anyone going to ask how I am? How are you today, Mikey? I'm doing good. As leader of the Funky Bunch, father of many children. Um, yes, sir. Doing great. Raging from the United States of America to Germany. Uh-huh. So, we're talking what? Sports conspiracies? Yeah. So, who who wants to, who wants to lead off? You got to go with Tom Brady. Yeah, the Tom Brady one. It's not really a conspiracy... Because they ended up finding it, but his jersey, his two Super Bowl jerseys got stolen. And the one they didn't even know about until his most recent one came up. It was the yeah. jersey from when he played the Atlanta Falcons and he came back. Uh-huh. And he wanted to keep it because it was the first game his mom saw that entire year because she had cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they finally cleared her for that game. Two, he came back in probably one of the greatest NFL comebacks ever. And it's the it's, yeah it's, the greatest, and it's probably the greatest Super Bowl that was ever yeah held. So he wanted to keep the jersey. He goes in the locker room, and 
He says it's hectic. So he remembers putting in his jersey because he says if you leave it out, the equipment team might grab it. Anyone can snatch it. He goes, yeah. even after a Super Bowl game, it's very populated. So many people, so many press in the locker room. So he said he put it in his bag, and then he went to the bathroom to, to wash his eye black off, and he took a picture with some dude in the trophy. And when he came back, he checked his bag, and he couldn't find his jersey. So then he asked, he, he told someone, I forget we told, and the guy said, you know what? We couldn't find, I forget what year it was, that Super Bowl jersey either. The same thing happened. Anyways, people get involved, and like the FBI of sports people get involved or whatever. And this guy, who's kind of a weirdo, he lives in Mexico, stole the jersey. He's a journalist. He's a journalist for a very predominant Paper yes. illustration in Mexico. And he stole the jersey. And um, then after that, they went back to like other Super Bowl stuff because they saw all the jerseys. And he was at every single Super Bowl. Yeah. And it was like weird. He had like a weird obsession with collecting valuable memorabilia. Like he had Von Miller's head wo- or game worn helmet. Yeah, how that dude got that? Like, I. How do you walk out with that? That See, a jersey, you, you can tuck that hey. in. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, like, that dude, it just goes to show you, pretty much any random motherfucker who has a pass can get in there. You know, so I don't know well, if they changed that after. Well, I'm sure he's not allowed back to any football Dude, he's probably game. not even allowed at, like, a children's softball game. Like, this dude has a problem of stealing shit. Goodell probably fucking banned that dude the, yeah. the, the hour after it happened. And, like, it probably wouldn't have even been banned if it was, like, a different jersey. But the fact that it was a, a Super Bowl Tom Brady jersey probably made it worse for him on his part. And it, that random kid is the one who found him. Like, that's crazy. But Robert Kraft gave him uh, season tickets on, like, the – on the uh, at midfield, the 50-yard line, I think forever. Like, he's, like, a lifetime uh, seat holder now. So, that that – Blows my mind. But because they were worried that, because he was living in Mexico, if they were to take him to court, mm-hmm. that they wouldn't be able to sue for the amount it's worth. Because in the United States, like, even though it's a piece of fabric, it is a thing of memorabilia. Yeah, Down there, it's $60 worth of cloth. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, sure, you might have to give it back, but nothing was really going to happen to him. The crazy thing is, too, and someone said this in the, the, the show I was watching that made me, like, find this imagine holding something so valuable that you can't tell anyone that you have it yeah like you like what's the point of even stealing at that point like oh yeah you have like one of the greatest super bowl jersey or greatest super bowl comebacks quarterback jersey of the winning team but you can't tell anyone about it because what well, the problem is he did he did yeah, he was an idiot by accident he, but he didn't he didn't send the jersey he had he sent the other one that they could The 49, 49. And he said, yeah. yeah, he said, hey, the other guy that he showed, he goes, hey, he has the 49 one. He might have this one. Yeah. And they went to his house, and lo and behold, he had both of them. Yeah, that, that was like an international scandal. Yeah. Because when it first happened, I remember, like, it was on ESPN, oh, Tom Brady's jersey got stolen. And I'm like, oh, dude, well... They'll either never find that again or it's going to pop up right away. Yeah. And I had no idea the FBI and all these counterintelligence people from the government were going to be That's looking for it. Oh. Dude, j- just to get people to go down there, hey, the I Mexican think, government. I don't think he paid any money. Because remember the one guy said, we're going to find your jersey for you? Like, I don't think anything. I don't think Tom had to do anything. 
No, because any publicity is good publicity. So, like, the fact that the FBI got it back is worth worth it enough. It kind of shows, like, oh, that's why you need us. Um, yeah, that one was – that was wild. When we watched that documentary on it, like, there there were – there were a lot of things at play going on between the relations with the they, Mexican government. How out of all that many faces, just the way he looked up at the camera, they knew it was him. Oh, I mean, yeah, he, he knew what he was doing. He's, um, I think it's called like a kleptomaniac, someone who can't help but steal. People who just like go around like they'll yeah. steal knives out of your drawer or they'll steal your clothes. for. It's like a mental illness. But, but I when the dude was like... Saying all, like on camera, like I didn't feel like that dude was sorry at all. Like that dude just was like, I sucks. Well, I got I didn't caught. Like that he he was speaking in Spanish. That kind of annoyed me because then it's oh, I'm not language, bro. I know that I'm not saying like he should have spoke English, but for me, I didn't like that part, and I didn't really pay attention to that part because I can't read that fast. So like, yeah, I couldn't really read the subtitles that fast. Yeah, so, like, so oh, I'm just reading snippets of it. Yeah, so you were more upset with like the the layout of the documentary of like how fast the words came on the screen. That and like I don't know, I just couldn't understand it, so I just didn't draw interest into it. Oh, okay, failed out of uh, well, no, I didn't fail. I passed Spanish one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's. That's a crazy one. Um, do you want to? Um, so DJ Trav has a um, DJ Trav has a um, has one the uh, Chris Paul trade. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a conspiracy. By Can me. you pass me my uh, Hershey bars and marshmallows? Oh, Big Fridge is dipping into the Hershey bars and marshmallows. Want to split one? Sorry for the background noise. Now we're eating s'mores. All right. So, fuck, I forget his name. The commissioner. David Stern. David Stern defined a deal that would send Chris Paul from, I think it was the New Orleans Hornets back then, to the Los Angeles Lakers to play along Kobe. And the league declined it because they said there wouldn't be a competitive balance. But then, a few years later, super teams became a thing. So, what's crazy about that trade is, so... That could have made Kobe one of the greatest of all time if that went through. I thought he already was one. He is, but he could have been over LeBron, because he would have had the championships. So, the the problem that the league had was that, in 2004, the... um, New New Orleans Hornets. They had to move because of Hurricane Katrina, yeah. so they moved to Charlotte, where they were the Bobcats, but they weren't really the Bobcat. Yeah, it was it, weird. That so, whole so, up. so the owner, owner ran out of money. Like he flat out ran out of yeah. money. So David Stern pulled um, all the other owners in the league, and they said, "All right, well, the league, all the owners in the league are going to share this team." So, when <laughs> there was a, I forget the dude's name, but the basically the guy who was running the Hornets at that point, they knew that he was not going to resign. He, Chris Paul said he's not going to resign. So they were trying to, you know, reach any kind of deal, yeah. and they got a a dual agreement from the Lakers to trade Chris Paul. Um. So through. The arbitration of what David Stern set up, 
basically David Stern had was the owner yeah. owner of the Hornets. And what got so fucked up was that it's like you have two both parties willing to agree yeah. agree on this trade. And now David Stern says no. And there's a lot of speculation of why that, that is. And it was basically it comes down to and they can't really prove it, but since the the Hornets were not owned by anyone, yeah. they were terrified that um they'd become like a shit organization they, and just they'd be a loss of money. It, it, exactly. So if you Which they were. Yeah, yeah, and if you hold on to, if you hold on to Chris Paul, um like at least like at that point he was the best point guard in the league. So if you hold on to him somehow, pay him because the league can come in and they were probably going to be able to get get a boatload of money to him. Something that would be like, OK, I know you don't want to play for us, but we give you 20 million dollars extra a year. Yeah. Money talks. So but it's just so funny that then he gets traded to the Clippers and Blake Griffin and DeAndre. Jordan, like that was a super team. I grew up watching Lob City. That's when I started getting into basketball. Because J.J. Redick was one of my favorite players, and Chris Paul was one of my favorite players. I still have a Chris Paul jersey in the back of my fucking closet. Mm, I still have an Odell Beckham jersey in mine. I've never seen that. Yeah. I'm waiting for the... I know they do it every year, but I'm waiting to get tickets for a, a Giants game at the link. And just, just wear that. No. No. I'm going to get a flagpole, and I'm going to tailgate so hard. I'm going to light it on fire and wave it around in the parking lot. I'm bringing a bird to life. Well, you got to do it when they're playing the Browns. Yeah, well, I was thinking that. Now I, now I might do it when I switch this jersey. I might just buy a, a Browns Odell jersey. Just to light on fire? Yeah, just try it from the Chinese website. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's where that one came from. But yeah. that that is... Really? Yeah. It's part, that's part of the reason why I think David Stern... Um, you know, well, he, that's one of his way bigger blunders with with what happened with that because you put Kobe and Chris Paul to, like they Kobe already won the championship without Chris Paul. Now you're gonna add him, like you're talking. They won three years in a row with Shaq. You're you're talking. You can win three, four more with with that duo because they they had Paul Gasol like. They, they had so, their. They, they had their. So relevant, like. They had. They had their big, their shooting guard, and their, their point guard. So, but I mean, I didn't mind <coughs> David Stern, so much, but a bigger scandal with David Stern. With, with we'll continue this one, but we'll get to it next since you know it involves Stern, but it's the uh, Ewing. Oh yeah, that's this, and when you talk like sports conspiracies, like this is, so. After everyone knows, like it, it, it's a conspiracy, but not a lot of people know exactly why. So, you who, in your opinion, invented tanking? What Tank, team? What person? Probably Stern, honestly. Think, think, uh, Sixers. Exactly, Sam fucking Hinkie. But he didn't. He didn't. So, in nineteen eighty four, um. The the Warriors were actually the worst team in the league. And so if you were the worst team in your conference, you got a coin flip to see who would get the number one overall. It went by it went purely by record. Yeah. And um 
So you knew if you were in the bottom of your conference, you had a 50-50 chance at getting the, the first, and you would get the second. So the very next year, this was when New York had its worst um, worst record in the NBA. Uh, not the worst record in the NBA, but it had its worst losing season. Yeah. Both Two of their starters didn't play, and they were at like half capacity the entire you know, season. And this was right when Michael Jordan... Hakeem Olajuwon got drafted, like so they yeah. they were going to be good, but they didn't. They had they had no idea Michael Jordan was going to win six six titles, and no one did. Um, Olajuwon was going to be one of the greatest bigs of all time. So what wind up actually happening is the draft lottery came out. So it gave if you were in the bottom seven teams, you all had the same amount of chance of getting the number one overall pick, and it came down to. Indiana and New York, and if you look at the owner of of the the Knicks, you can see in the press conference before the before the envelope gets picked, he's like, "Yeah." Then when he, when uh, David Stern picks up New York or Indi- he picks up Indiana first because they got the second overall pick, um, <laughs> they just it, you know when Patrick Ewing was probably one of the greatest. You know, college um, stars like he he averaged like nineteen points, three blocks per game. Um, so they knew right then and there, like that they stole it. And if you look, there's videos that resurfaced, and um, I want to say a couple years ago, people really brought this to light. But the envelope for Patrick Ewan for the New York Knicks had a crease in it, and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of um different like possible reasons they said the envelope was frozen and that's the reason why there was actually two people who yeah. put the envelopes inside that inside the cage one of which was a New York Knicks representative and even though Michael Jordan Hakeem Olajuwon like they went on to the late 80s saved the NBA, but they knew getting Patrick Ewan to the Madison Square Garden was going was going to. Um, it is because it's the it was the biggest franchise in the NBA. It still is. Yeah, and look at them now. Yeah, they're just an underrated team. That's good. I mean, the Knicks. The Knicks have been dog shit. I think it's his first All Star game. It is. Yeah. Yeah, he just became a fucking stud. Yeah, yeah, they got it. They, they got, got a Rose good back, right? They got Derrick Rose and they got R.J. Barrett. They're using steroids. They, hey, they, they might the, be on to something. Let me tell you, the I don't league. Know how to fuck that team's good. The league will always want the Knicks and the Lakers into. If you look back ten years ago, when that Chris Paul shit went down, mm-hmm. I promise you, if David Stern was, um. Still, you know, the commissioner. I don't think he would have allowed LeBron James to go to the Lakers. Because yeah, no. he was not against... Because if, if you remember the uh, the Boston, the big three in Boston, uh, Ray yeah, Allen, Garnett. Yeah. Garnett, and Pierce. That was... This is why I get the LeBron hate, but the Celtics did it. Yeah. And they could not beat LeBron. And that's the reason why they did it. Um... 
So when everyone's like, oh, LeBron formed super teams, it's like, you brought in Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and, and Paul Pierce together with Rajon Rondo leading that squad. Like, what, 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 what are you supposed to do? Bow down and let people beat you? Or no, you're going to be like, yo, Dwayne Wade's my boy. Chris Bosh is my boy. We're going we're gonna to go to South Beach. That, I, it makes sense to me, but I, I, get, I guess people just want to complain about yeah. shit. I mean, you remember those Cavs teams that LeBron played on before, like, he came back? Ilgalskis was your uh, – really? Like, that's yeah. the best you could put a, around LeBron? Why are you staring at me like that? I don't know. I think the anti-tank rules are pretty fucking dumb now, though. That – I don't know. I know what happened in 2019. That was the Zion draft. How the Pelicans moved up. The bottom three teams in the league all have a 14% chance at the first overall pick. Yeah. And I guess that's the anti-tank rule. Because that's when it was big. Like, they were like, what the fuck? Like, well, the Sixers, the Sixers ch- ch- kind of yeah. threw a wrench in that because... Look, you could just be asked for three years to have five straight <laughs> successful seasons and look at where they are now. Yeah. <coughs> and really... In the run for a championship. And really, all you have to do is hit on... One of them. Yes. If you hit on two of them, you're, you're golden. You could fucking miss on one and still be like yeah. this. Like, they missed on Nerlens Noel and Jaleel Okafor. And fucking Markel Fultz. And Markel Fultz. They missed on three. Two you of which. fucking Tatum, dude. But see, when you're talking about the paradigm switches and shit, yeah, if you had Tatum, you might not have acquired. Yeah, you, you might have had a better record. You never would have traded for Jimmy Butler. No. You, you never would have traded you for You wouldn't have had the assets to do it. Because you would have had to pay at yeah. that point Jason Tatum. but Because um, I know, Chaz, like, I know you're just getting into the Sixers. But, like, when you guys were probably... Wait, Mike. Not to, not to change subjects, but did you get a fade? Yeah. All right, continue. Um, I don't know if you guys remember watching the Sixers back in, like, 2013 when they were fucking... Ten. Terrible 10-win team. My first year watching them was the... I was watching them the year Okafor got drafted. So that shitty year. Yeah. I immediately bought an Okafor jersey because I loved them. Yeah, he was out of Duke, right? What? Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. yeah it might have been Duke. One of the blue team. Right? I don't know. It's one... Yeah, it's fucking... I one. think it was Duke. Um, But, yeah, he was supposed to be, you know, a big... And, and it's... Yeah, if, um... If Joel didn't break his foot, we probably never would have got him because he was the, pretty much on dispute yeah. at first first overall. They had three centers on the roster. I, and they were their three best players. I think Okafor's playing in Detroit. Detroit now, yeah. He and and where's Nerlens at? Nerlens, I think. Is he on New York? He's on the, fucking the Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, he's yeah. on the Knicks. We'll see him next round, probably. Yeah. Depends with Trey Young going crazy last time. Yeah. Chaz, do you have any more sports? You had a couple, right? College, football. What in the in the fix? Paid. Oh, uh, yeah. what paying athletes to go there? Oh no, for sure that's a thing. For sure. You know what Nick Saban does? I'm sure, dude. He has when he recruits kids, he, he takes them to their, his fucking lake house. Yeah. And it's like a big party. Like, yeah. I remember watching a documentary on Miami. Miami got caught. I'm pretty sure. The, oh, the, the fucking coach, Clemson one. The coach. The movie. The coach, like, was letting them throw parties. He was buying them new yeah, shoes, giving them you. cars. I'm telling you. Even giving them, like, equipment for playing there, 
that, like, with the rules that they classify oh. as recruiting them, I think that is technically going against the rules. But, hey. Dude, it is. Do you see what some of these players get? Oh, if you go to Oregon, video, if bro. you go to Oregon, you're set. Yeah, you get anything no, like anywhere. You're set, honestly. You don't even you can sell any all your D1, and any you D1. Any no D1, you're set because you're gonna get five different pairs of shoes that you can keep yeah. every year. You're gonna get new new shirts and hoodies and sweatpants every year, and they're all Nike or Adidas or Under Armour, whoever they're sponsored by. Then. On top of that, every game you get new cleats. Not every game, but, like, you get three sets of cleats every season for different jerseys. Gloves are unlimited. You can get new gloves every game. Headbands, wrist guards, anything you can get. Like Then, on top of that, they have special, like, areas. Only the football players can hang out there. They got their own nutrition. They, they can get food anytime. Vending machines are free. They got PS5s. Playstations, Xboxes. Unlimited fitness, yeah. professional help. That's why I'm also one of the people that believe they shouldn't get paid, but that's me. I believe that too, do it agree. No, like, no, no, I don't think them getting paid, like, if you're getting paid, I don't know, you're not going to play as hard. Like, they're still playing to get paid. Even though some of them might be getting, like, underneath the table, but, like, literally. I'm telling you, co- they should get paid. College football is so much more better than NFL football, and you heard it here first. They, I would even, like, I wouldn't do it, but, like, at the same time, I would, depending on what game it was. Like, the Chamonix versus Pensbury, if I had tickets to an Eagles game or go to the Chamonix Pensbury game, I'd probably go to the Chamonix Pensbury game. I think if it came down to it, you would... Depend it, on what game it was. Yeah. If, it was a, if it was a good game between the birds, yeah. But, like, if it was, like, a crappy game, I, I don't know. Because, like, I don't know, more competitive, more fun. Because you're the, with your friends, too, and it, it's... Yeah, I get that. No, cheaper. I get that. I, I think the problem, if you start paying athletes, is that these programs like Alabama, Clemson, and all... The ones with money. Wins. The ones... The, you, it's going to be a pay-to-win league. And I feel like you can do what, like, the NFL does and they revenue share. Bullshit. The, the teams that have the most money... Always wind up winning. Exactly, and they it's can like hold the, they can hold the most players because they want more money, but they they still have money. And do you think Alabama is going to revenue share with other teams? No, because they know that their their program is better than the rest, so they're not going to help out their competition. All in all, I think it makes college football more competitive because, like I said, them kids are still playing for something. Yeah. So every game means something. That extra yard means something. That that's like. Them looking flashy on the field with like juking people out, that means something because it, it means they're going to be on highlight reels. Highlight reels draws attention to coaches, teams. Yeah. Like and they're more look- willing to do stuff. Like you never see, like, really. I mean, you see it here and there, but you never really see hurdles anymore in the NFL. College, they hurdle all the time and shit. Because, like, like I said, getting that extra yard and, like, like, oh, pretty much, yeah, getting the extra yard when it. You could just, like, take the hit and the tackle. But fighting for the extra yard is what draws attention. Yeah. Uh, and I think what, like, what happened with Reggie Bush, like, Reggie Bush kind of fell on a sword for everyone else. He had to give up his Heisman trophy and shit. And USC got the death penalty because of it. What was that? They USC was paying him, doing all this shit for him. Like, they were giving him money. They were buying him cars. 
And um, and Reggie Bush took the fall. Like you're an 18 year old kid. Like of course, of course you're going to accept it. Like, um, especially if you don't come from anything. Yeah, and if you remember, Reggie Bush was like the next the the next Walter Payton man. Like the hype that Reggie Bush got out of college was like holy shit. I wish I was still. I, I was young when I watched the the Miami one, but I wish I was. I wish I recently watched it because it, it was a good one. Well, in the early two thousand, they had that stacked fucking Willis McGahee team. I think that's the team it was. I, I know the team was really good. Yeah, oh, I can't find this movie. I think they had Ray Lewis on that team. Um. Yeah, that. He's another one. How he got out of that. Good lawyers, man. Good lawyers can make your life so much easier. That's kind of a conspiracy on its own. Like, I I do miss the Cincinnati Bengals of the early two thousand tens. They're the gridiron gang. They just had all these convicted felons were on the on the team. But, I mean, I feel like whenever money's involved, and and you know sports, like when money's involved, it creates its own conspiracy because you have well, money's a conspiracy itself if you, you think about it yeah you have all these oh dude there's there's actually a, a really good one of the um the i forget what year it was but maybe one of you guys could look it up the king's lakers 2003 series where the the lakers got like four calls that were like what the fuck and because they didn't want the uh, Kings to win, or it might have been vice versa. Um, uh, the first thing I look up when I look up Lakers Kings, it comes up Lakers Kings rigged game. Yeah. Kings robbed the 2002 Western Conference Finals. Twenty-seven free throws to nine, bro. Oh my god! You see what you see? What I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, that's sketch, bro. And, and oh, dude, the one of the biggest ones, the Tim Donahue, the ref, the ref for the NBA that got caught that rigging, guy. that got caught rigging games. Like, that would be like in the NFL, that one of the refs was purposely aligned with one of the teams he always ref for, like. Well, there. I'm sure you can find it. I'm sh- I'm sure there's Patriots were big ones for refs. Well, the there's a website that calculates refs and the way they call games and who they give penalties to. And there was one one ref who, when Patriots were playing home games, they would get three to one calls in their favor, which is like absurd because it should be fifty fifty. Um, like basically they were getting seventy five percent of the calls. To the twenty five for the for the other team, um, damn! I feel like we we should do a part two to this. Um, yeah, we should find yeah, we some. Definitely are gonna have to. Because I, I you can I talk like about that. Up, I want to touch up on the college one because I know if you do dig it on that. Oh, there's a million. That. That could be there's a whole episode. There's a million fucking series. There's a but million the college, of them. The college kids getting paid is a good one too because it's like they're not getting paid directly. It's always in them getting bought something. <laughs> Which is what like makes it crazy because it's yeah. like they're kind of beating these kids because oh, a lot of them are coming from nothing. Yeah, they they don't. So like, of course, that kid coming from nothing is going to take a watch. 
It, or, or you know what I mean? And, like, of course, yeah, you don't got to say anything. And if watch is yours, yeah, I'll take that. Because, like... Now you see why I'm like, R- Reggie Bush fell on a sword for the wrongdoings of USC. What's Reggie Bush supposed to say? No. When his coach comes up to him and says, uh, yeah, I'm not going to take that from you. No, you're an 18-year-old kid. You're, of course you're going to take your new Rolex watch that someone bought for you. Yeah. Even though it's it's more wrong for USC to do it than it is for Reggie exactly. to accept. And, like, in All-American, they showed it where um, in one of the episodes, college offers, they slipped him an extra – they slipped him cash. And they put him on the fence because, like, you can't – he can't go to anywhere. I forget how they, they played it out, but – he was on the fence where he couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, and, and because of how they did it, they did it in such a way where like he pretty much had to play for them. Yeah, but they got out of it. We could we could also touch on the Jerry Sandusky. Do you know who that is? The Penn State, the Penn State scandal. Are you talking about the one with the coach and the the kids? Yeah, the, yeah, I know that. I just the name. Yeah, Jerry, J- Uncle Jerry. I didn't think that was his name. I know that one, though. Yeah, that was a good one because that was close to home. Yeah, and Joe Paterno, too. That's that's the name I remember. Joe Paterno, he was one and probably the most respected coach, and now I'll have to read up more on it. He's just recovering from that. I don't even. I don't think they'll ever recover. They from weren't that allowed. Shit. How many bowl games were they not allowed? I didn't. Oh my god, they, dude! I feel like it was year, like ten the first years. First year they were allowed, they went to the Rose Bowl. The first year. Yeah, well, James. Well, one of the first years. Who's the coach? James Franklin. Yeah, that, that's he's a, a good coach. I like him. I think it's John. Yeah, John Franklin. He's good Nash. Yeah, Did, someone, someone. He went to the Shammy. Not someone I know is. Was like their dad's friend with him or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's Brian Gertie. His dad's friends with him. Yeah, it's something like that. He's like somehow someone like a in the mutual person. Is, yes, because he has oh, a ton of Penn God. State stuff. Yeah, um, my fucking energy. Yeah. We lost Trev to a cocaine scandal. Well, I mean, I guess we... The, the wrap it up, yeah, we'll have to do a part two because there's... Maybe we could just do a college a college one because I know it, college basketball too, there's a couple. Um, with all that, yeah, that's actually a, a good one. I would actually like to just talk normal conspiracy again. Yeah, because... We'll do a part. We had to have done it. Because we know aliens are real now. Um, yeah, dude, that's fucking nuts. That Israel, Israel, and the Hamas are blowing each other up, and now all of a sudden it just gets dropped. Oh yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, we we, and they're friendly as shit. That's what they're telling us at least. I have not heard about this yet. I don't know, but me and Colin talked about it one. You know why? I wonder if they released that dude from Area Fifty One. Remember you were talking about that and like. Bob Lazar and he yeah he hopped the fence and they took him away and like oh oh when the dude right they, stormed Area yeah. Fifty One yeah yeah they might have released him dude that was the funniest thing I've ever <laughs> watched Jeez. at three a.m. I'm watching watching this Russian YouTube channel and I you just see the guy take off in the Area Fifty One and the guards get his <laughs> and they drag him away and everyone's like get him back get him back and then I wanted the to go pe- to that bro. think about all the people that they killed for no reason just for it to get out that they're alive. It, it, the amount of the amount of resources. All right, we're gonna uh, wrap it up, wrap it up here. Um, we'll give you. Uh, we'll be on later this week. 
This is uh, Mikey B and the Funky Bun signing out. See you later, gang. Eat your veggies. Deuces. Make love frequently. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, good talk.